0: I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza.
1: I'm Inia Shpratsky.
2: And I'm David.
0: All right, uh, no important feedback from last episode, so we'll go right into the news.
2: Uh, Just want to point out, no important feedback... That one guy who gave us feedback, you know who you are. This is us officially declaring you are not important.
0: Thank you, David. Uh, all right. So first news story, the U.S. GDP is up over 6%. That's a lot. Yeah, that yeah. is a lot. Um,
1: That's annualized, I believe. Yes,
0: that is annualized. So we didn't actually gain 6% of GDP. It was more like 1.5% in the, the last quarter. Uh, which is very good it shows where uh you know the recovery is happening yeah and um it
1: certainly seems that way from the ground where i'm living
0: yeah um we're still below the pre-covid trend um so we're not but we're getting back there it's, It actually looks really good
1: yeah if you look on a chart like it's shooting up and there's a dotted line where we should be and we're getting pretty close to it
0: yeah um love
1: those dotted line charts
0: we'll make sure to link this one in the show notes so you can all enjoy it with us um but yeah it's got that uh dotted line that shows the the trend all the way from 2010 and we're almost hitting it
1: and why is gdp a good thing mr economist
2: economist uh (laughs) mr economics (laughs) so gdp is not a good thing in and of itself but uh the things that go into gdp are uh people you know working in exchange for money and buying things and other fun things uh so uh while it is susceptible to uh hacking um it's still when it go up that means that people are doing fun things cool and Mark.
0: gdp is one of those measurements that actually measures supposedly measures the value of all the stuff we make supposedly right? so yeah. that sounds I, good. I
2: mean so there are some uh, asterisks to that uh, so like I um, think we subtra- yeah no it is the stuff we make Okay. because you add exports and subtract imports Yeah.
1: Right. I, my go to answer is generally that GDP means that uh, quality of life is getting better there is more health and also we have more resources to devote to figure out how to curing death and aging so more GDP is good
0: I don't think that means there's
1: more health Usually, because you make things that make your life easier and better.
2: Yeah, I mean, richer people are healthier, all else equal. All right, so if true. people get richer, then they're probably getting healthier. Although gov- although government spending does also go into GDP. So, like, you could have GDP growth because we bought more, you know, bombs. bombs to drop on brown kids in the Middle East. And... More tanks for the police to use to run over black kids in Chicago. Or flamethrowers for the FBI and ATF to uh, set innocent women and children on fire. Okay, we I
1: think we got the message. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: But particularly when it's health, uh, I mean, if everybody gets sick and starts spending a lot on health care, that raises GDP.
1: That's yes. true. Uh,
0: and one of the biggest inputs to our GDP is the healthcare sector. So uh, I don't know if that really indicates that people are healthier. Mm. but it could.
1: probably indicates they're more drugged than ever before, at any rate.
0: Yeah. All right, so GDP, the numbers came out they're looking good. Unemployment, the numbers came out, they're looking less good.
1: Interesting thing about this, yeah, everyone was expecting about a million jobs to be uh, announced were created in the last quarter. And it turns out it was just 266000 so a quarter of that. And for a second, everyone was like, oh, that kind of bites. And then they said, oh, we're still doing pretty good. We'll we'll get a bunch of jobs pretty soon here. And things kept going along swimmingly. Stocks went up, and uh, nobody's upset about this. And I, I guess that's a good thing overall.
2: It's almost like when you give people a bunch of money conditional on them not working, they work less.
1: Yeah. What a twist! Well, I mean, it's interesting. There's, there's probably a number of reasons for the uh, people not going back to work, and the generous unemployment benefits are, I'm sure, a fair part of that. But, you know, like... I, I get the feeling a lot of people have just figured out that they can live life cheaper and don't need to work as much and so aren't excited about rushing back in the grind just yet
0: oh I hope so but I think it's probably more that they're just collecting unemployment um, and I don't care because it's running out in September so yeah this is a problem that's gonna solve itself if that's if that's the problem that is, um, well
1: I mean maybe they could always extend the unemployment but I, I believe I heard it said that there's no such thing as you know a uh, a, a uh problem with not enough people being able to get hired it's or there's no such thing as a workforce shortage there's just a shortage of employers willing to pay enough to get the workers so uh that's correct yes you you think that's bullshit yes you don't think they would pay more if they uh if they really wanted the workers no, because you can substitute capital for labor. Oh, well, yeah, in that case, they'll, they'll get machines or something, which is probably also a good thing, because we want to have, have fully automated gay space communism, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's why they're not willing to pay.
2: I mean, this isn't fully automated space gay communism. This is fully automated space gay capitalism.
1: <laughs> as long as it's gay, man.
2: <laughs> well, it, it it won't be gay, <laughs> at least not in the happy sense, if, you know... A bunch of people die because they can't get foods.
1: Yeah, that would make things much yeah, less gay.
2: Like basic, yeah, and and like the the real issue here, because like you can listen to my episode on the Bayesian conspiracy for why I'm not worried about that scenario happening. If you actually just had a whole bunch of technological pro- progress, but the issue is that our labor market is so heavily regulated. Uh, That we might end up in that scenario before we have the giant productivity foom that makes that scenario non-worrying. And, like, that's what I'm really worried about.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm more, not worried is the word, but I guess cautious about, you know, employers starting to pay more, and then having to charge more for their products or services as a result, and basically we just get inflation, and in a decade we're back to where we were, but everything costs 50% more. Um... Which is why I put a bunch of my money into assets that will go up with inflation, I hope. Yeah, so I would need to sit down with a
2: whiteboard and a marker to figure out whether that actually makes sense,
1: but maybe? An interesting um, comment on this whole uh, new jobs being added. Uh, Last quarter, the quarter million jobs most of them were men returning to work uh which was touted as a great big negative on the show that i was listening to because it was on npr and they're like ah you know gender wage gap is bad and why aren't women going back to work too but you know on the other hand maybe this is just a case of now men might be able to support single family or homes on a single income more uh maybe the women have found that they don't necessarily want to rush back to whatever they were doing uh i don't know this It would be interesting if the COVID reset brought us back to single-income families for, you know, a decade or two, and then eventually we end up back where we are in a few decades with 50% more inflation and all that. But it could be a good time for a little while if people could actually have one parent staying at home to watch the kids and take care of the house and stuff.
0: As the show's resident stay-at-home dad, uh, I support people staying home to uh, parent their children. Um, and also would like to see more gender equality in that space. So, you know, it's a little good news, bad news.
1: That's true. Men can do it too. Is it a, is it a good life hanging out with the kid and being the primary caregiver?
0: <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I also have a job. I just do it from home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, my kid is great. Other <laughs> kids probably suck, so it's probably, probably not, not much fun
1: for them. Yeah. No wonder people keep trying to get work outside the house. <laughs> right. Oh. Like, no, I'm sorry, I have to go to work.
0: Yeah, but when you have an awesome kid like mine, it's uh you know, it's really enjoyable staying home with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright. Um so the pandemic.
1: Mm.
0: Pandemic update. Um cases, they're way down. Uh it's awesome. If you look at all the graphs, they just like keep going down. Uh the what what we're into now is fighting against vaccine hesitation because lots of people are uh, able to now get vaccinated and apparently don't want to or don't want to badly enough to actually go do it. Um, A couple of weeks ago, we were vaccinating, you know, three to four million people a day. We're down to like between two and three, uh, and the numbers just keep going down. So that sucks, and people should go get vaccinated.
1: That's crazy.
0: Um, There is a graph going around that shows that this vaccine uptake um, really fell off a cliff at exactly the moment the government did the pause of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, It's generated a lot of commentary with a lot of people just kind of looking at the graph and saying, like, well, obviously that didn't help. And um, other people you know, looking at survey data and such saying that like vaccine hesitancy really hasn't changed since then, and it's probably could be just a coincidence that that was the inflection point, and we always expected this to happen. Um, I'm sort of more with the first camp that like obviously the J and J pause didn't cause this entirely, but it didn't help.
2: I am very much a. Uh a proponent of the most reliable statistical test in existence, which is the fuck statistical test, look at this graph test.
0: which <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: kind of speaks
1: for itself, so. Yeah, graphs are very easy to gain, though. I think I... I, I yeah, I'm but holy against- shit, look at the graph. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not necessarily against the Johnson Johnson pause because we still had two other vaccines going strong. It's not like it really hindered people from getting the vaccine, so...
0: <sighs> no, it's just it's just the public messaging of it. It's the government coming out and saying like, oh crap, we released this thing too early, we shouldn't have done that, oh, it wasn't safe. Um, and then 10 days later coming back and saying like, ha, all right, we checked it out, it's safe, don't worry, guys.
2: Considering that these were the guys bumble-fucking around uh, the approval process for so goddamn long because they were worried that if they looked like they were rushing it, it would cause vaccine hesitancy, they sure didn't seem particularly worried about the thing that would obviously cause a ton of vaccine hesitancy.
1: Well, yeah, they fucked that up pretty darn hard and are apparently not very consistent in what their actual goal here is but all things considered like if i have these 3 vaccines and one of them might maybe have some complications i think i would it would be prudent to pause it too i would probably go and take the pause step just because i i don't okay, think sure. it would
2: okay sure but the way you do that is like you have a like secret cabal of vaccine administrators and like you just keep it very quiet you don't blast all
1: over the media where all those stupid plebs can see it isn't keeping shit very quiet and doing things behind the public's back exactly the thing that sort of makes people lose trust in government
2: uh sure but i would rather people lose trust in the government than lose trust in the vaccines
1: (laughs) you already want people to lose trust in the government
2: you're, you're not wrong, but also, where's the flaw in the logic, bitch?
1: The, I just don't think that it was necessarily a bad thing to pause that, considering that it wouldn't really stop uptake, and the worst that can happen is people who are already have a bug up their butts like say, like, see, see, no one should be taking it. And uh, I think it might give ammo to the anti-vaxxers, but, but I think they're kind of like the... I don't want to say the stupid party, but they they aren't going to be convinced you, you by can, you can rational stuff. Okay. They aren't <laughs> going to be convinced by rational arguments anyway. And most people who are, you know, actually seriously considering evidence and and have, have given thought to things won't see this as a reason to not take the vaccine. They'll be like, okay, good. They paused it. They looked into it. Everything checked out. Let's keep going.
0: I think that's crazy. You think so? That, yeah, there was absolutely no reason to pause it. They... One person died from a blood clot. One single person.
2: I thought it was six.
0: No, six got the blood clot. Only oh. one died from it.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Um, it, it, I, I don't know. Like, No matter how you do the calculus on this, the pause predictably killed way more people than just administering the vaccine would. Um now in terms of the public messaging of it, it was just god awful. That was probably the worst part. But even just in terms of not having the vaccine available because this was at a time um where you know this 10-day pause we were still not able to give anyone who wanted it the vaccine. Um there were people with appointments for that vaccine that got can- their appointments canceled. Well yeah. Um and I just I just don't know how you you make these numbers work out that pausing the vaccine was a good decision even aside from the public messaging side of it which is the worst part
1: yeah okay i i guess i am convinced especially since the populations that are completely unaffected by the side effects should have kept getting the shot and yeah
0: yeah it's one thing if you wanted to say like all right people in this specific demographic um we recommend you don't get the shot get one of the other ones right um but all but but like we're not gonna make it illegal if you want to get it because even if you are at risk it's you're more at risk from covid and so is everyone else you meet so it's still good for you it's you know from the the public health perspective it's still good to have you get the vaccine even if there is like some infinitesimal chance of blood clots
1: really the stupidest part about all this is the fact that the government can make it illegal for consenting adults to get vaccines at all
0: that is pretty stupid
1: like they i I can see them putting out an advisory or something but the fact that they can just say no you can't get this vaccine now is that 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 was where the initial failure point was
0: yeah too bad that's like every country in the world does
1: that i know and has been around for decades and decades now yeah
0: all right. Well,
1: <laughs> moving on to more moving vaccine on, news.
0: More vaccine news. Um, David, do you want to handle this one?
2: Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Sorry. The outline is janky there because Inyash and I both put up yeah. stories about the same thing. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Biden put out a memo. Uh, saying that it was the official policy of the United States government that we favored uh, robbing the people who made the thing that is currently saving all of our hides. Uh, I am not in favor of this, because fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to, to put it in less snarky terms, uh, the Biden administration put out a memo saying that it... That The government favors, uh, suspending patent protections for producers of COVID-19 vaccines. Which, as a reminder, the, like, best case that can be made for having strong patents is that it encourages innovation. And this is a classic case of a place where we really, really, really want to encourage innovation as hard as possible... And the fucking patents weren't being enforced anyway. Like, there have been no suits over this. And I want to say Moderna has put out a statement saying that they have absolutely no intention of enforcing their IP protection.
0: Yeah, they and they did that like nine months ago.
2: And, of course, the Biden administration can't possibly oh, I don't know, buy out their patents and give them a big bag of money, which would do literally everything they wanted to and also not make it so that people know that they will be robbed if they save the world in the future.
1: Do you want to point out the part where it's not the patents that are the choke point in this production process anyway?
2: Yeah, that's the other thing. So, currently... The biggest, um, uh, uh, constraint Bottleneck? Yeah, bottleneck, thank you. On, uh, vaccinations in the U.S. is hesitancy. In other countries, it is actually production. But it's not like there's industrial capacity and people don't know what to do with it. It's that there are raw materials that, uh, that are uh, in scarce supply because mRNA vaccines are a completely new technology.
0: Yeah, I think the number one constraint is raw materials and, like, number two and three are, like, uh, scientific knowledge like of how to actually go about making these things and the equipment to do it. Uh, And, like, way down at the bottom of the list is intellectual property.
2: Yeah, and... Gee, I wonder if there was a way to get the people who have the know how, i.e., the countries or the companies making the things, on board. And if there was a way to do such a thing, I wonder if maybe robbing them of their product that they put a lot of work and effort and money into is maybe not the best way to do that.
0: Yeah, and this is one of those things that's just so stupid that, I mean, I'm fairly confident we're not actually going to do it. Um, And I see news stories like this every once in a while where people are, like, coming out in favor of a policy that's so dumb that I'm like, you can't actually favor that policy. Like, you just, I feel like you're just trying to get the headline and then you're going to memory hole it. Yeah. And this has got to be one of those cuz this this would be just the worst idea. So
1: I got two things about this. The first being that I think it's like just so telling that a lot of the costs were imposed by the government in the first place. Like, they had cracked the mRNA formula to make this in two days, but then had to go through a multi-hundreds-of-millions-of-dollars process of testing to prove to the uh, FDA and CDC that it was an actual vaccine and that it would actually work and delayed release by month uh, before we started getting shots in our arm we could have had this much sooner and at much lower cost to the company making it. And then also, on top of all that, they weren't allowed to just sell it for the market-clearing price to people who wanted it it had to be sold to the government that then distributed for it for free to people and uh you know that's okay they still made a big-ass profit and all that but there were a lot of steps along the way where the companies were being fucked by the government and unable to actually turn a profit and all that was okay with them because like well okay we'll get the patent at least so that we can uh make this drug and still make some money and save the human race and they've they've done the last one still and they have made a fair chunk of money but just this whole like like you guys are saying it's infuriating and stupid that we put all these roadblocks in their way and then as a final insult kind of take it away at the end and i don't think it the taking away the patent like you said will make any difference it's already not being enforced everyone's already making these as fast as they can anyway like it seems entirely to be about a message of biden saying boo capitalism boo big pharma companies these are your enemy we'd all be good and you know safe now if it wasn't for them like they're It's not the robbing them that I'm upset about or the taking away the money, because they got a bunch of money and the taking away the patents isn't going to change anything in anybody's uh, playbook. What really annoys me is that the people who saved the human race are now being made out as the enemies that want to destroy the human race for their greedy profits, and Uncle Joe is going to come and save us from them.
0: Yeah. I mean, these companies are heroes.
1: Yeah,
2: and lest lest we forget, the uh, selling being forced to sell to the government instead of to consumers was not a problem for the vaccine companies. They're going to be able to sell them to whoever for as long as they're able to make them. Um, it's a, It was a problem for us. It was a problem for the consumers because we had to deal with all these stupid rules about who could get one and when that changed mm-hmm. on a daily basis and meant that a whole bunch of vaccines had to go in the trash and yeah. So basically just to recap for the people in the back, the story of the COVID-19 pandemic is something goes wrong. The government makes the problems a whole lot worse then does some virtue signaling, then claims credit for solving the problem that, private companies were solving the entire time that they were busy making things worse. Yep. Sorry, private companies and private individuals. There was uh, a lot of, like, social distancing happening before there were official rules because people are basically somewhat responsible when left to their own devices.
0: All right. Well, next story, the State of the Union Address. Uh, Which I will continue calling a State of the Union, even though it's technically a speech to the Joint Session of Congress or whatever the hell it is in the first year. When did this happen? The State of the Union?
1: No, when did this happen that they changed the name of the State of the Union in the first year to something different?
0: No, it was always that. I think it's like... The
2: State of the Union is like the speech that is given in the middle of the presidential term. And the speech to the Joint Session of Congress is the one that happens at the beginning. That's, like, in the Constitution. Oh, okay.
0: And it's, uh, like many parts of the Constitution, stupid. <laughs> so I will continue calling it the State of the Union. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have to say about it. You guys? Yeah,
1: didn't uh, watch it either. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Neither did anyone else. I think it was, like, the lowest rated State of the Union, I think, ever. Like, since there have been ratings.
0: Because why would anyone watch it? Because... I-
2: because some people are weird and watch c-span
0: have you ever watched the state of the Union I have uh, yeah no <laughs> yeah I used to watch them uh and they're, they're so stupid they're it's like all applause lines and then these idiots all stand up and clap yeah and it's like it, it's worse than watching a show with a laugh track <laughs> 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 it's like there's an applause track, and after everything he says, they have to, like, give him a standing ovation, and oh, it's so moved yeah. to get out of our seats and applaud the thing that the president just said. And it's just this uh, its this dumb pageant yep. that I, d- I have no idea why anybody watches.
2: Speaking of dumb pageants that <laughs> nobody ever watches,
0: <laughs> the Oscars happened,
2: and no one watched them either.
1: <laughs> Until I was scanning over the outline before we did the show, I didn't realize that the Oscars had happened.
2: <laughs> God, we are such nerds. Does
0: anyone know who won? Nope.
2: um I don't I don't even know what movies came out last year.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a really weird Oscars because like all the movies were cancelled. Oh God, Nomad Land won.
2: I don't even know what that is. I heard
1: it's about old people. It's,
0: yeah, it's, you know, one of those sad, sad movies about sad people. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, so your traditional Oscar it. bait. I looked... I, I watched a preview of it, and I was like, that looks bad. I, I don't want to watch that. So I'm assuming it has so an
1: uplifting message at the end, though, right?
0: I have no idea. You
1: basically got it to win the Oscars. At the end, they solved the problem of racism or ageism or whatever the heck.
0: No, see, I actually expect that that wouldn't go over well. I think... I think the message they want now is, like, everything's terrible, it's worse than it's ever been, and it will
1: never get better. That's probably the new message. Unless yeah.
0: all the cis white people die.
1: Uh you know, could happen.
0: Alright, moving on. Even more bad news. Uh, David, I think this was you.
2: Uh, yeah, snow days are cancelled. Boo! What? So, so because schools are run by the government and the government likes like checking boxes and forcing people to do things uh they've several school districts including i think new yorks i'm not sure specifically who is doing this but they decided that they did such a good job with remote learning that they're going to keep doing it and they're going to force children to do remote learning during days that otherwise would have been school days
1: oh. or
2: snow days sorry
1: not school days yeah well that's thats yep. the logical progression of technology kind of sucky though well yeah but it's so... also
2: the logical progression of hating children and fun sure yeah, I yes. thought that was just part of part of the core foundation of schools though. Hating children and fun, I yeah. agree. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: But they can't all are they previously they couldn't always quash children and fun because like they had to put demands on parents to deliver the children to the incarceration centers. Yeah. And if they put two onerous demands on them, then the parents would riot. But now they don't need to put demands on parents that are onerous enough to provoke riots when it's snowing. Yeah. So let's get back to crushing their tiny little souls. That that does suck. I think Wes has got a cool way out of that, though. Uh, you I mean, mean, not putting your children into the prison system.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my way. That out. is,
2: in fact, what I was referring to. That is a very good way out.
0: This right here is where you're really going to see who are the absolute worst parents. Because they're the ones who will actually make their kids go to these remote snow days. Instead of just being like, oh no, sorry, Johnny's sick.
1: Hmm. (laughs) He's got snowitis.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? He's got a cold.
2: I mean, the the really good parents are just already doing that all the time.
1: All right, let's not suck Wes's dick too hard. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I Roxy mean, can't was, go to school yet. I mean, I was kind of
2: sucking my own because God knows I'm. None of my children are ever going to darken the door of a uh, public school. Yeah,
1: Hopefully, it's easy to say anything. when you don't have any children, though. Uh, I want you to see you sticking to those guns once you are a parent.
2: So the big. Uh benefit Oh shit. Of... are
1: we about to find out that you've got some bastards
2: around the country? <laughs> no <laughs> No, So the big benefit of um, of going to a public school is that you benefit from the school taxes, which I already pay yeah. because this country is the worst. No, no there's a worse country. It's the worst in the metaphorical sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the worst in the millennial sense yes <laughs> um yeah by the time David has children he'll be living in Prospera anyway
1: this is true that would be cool I because Prospera that... will have taken over the US yes, I...
0: Prospera where there are no public schools yes.
2: either that or I'll be living in a uh, rationalist commune slash group home where I can just like you know Have kids absorb knowledge by osmosis, because that is a much better way to have them absorb knowledge than putting them in torture prisons.
1: I'm reading a book about that right now. I think I may want to do a TBC episode about it.
2: Oh, fun. Yeah.
0: I would really enjoy the juxtaposition of the biggest anarcho-capitalist I know living in a commune.
1: (laughs) I don't think that's that much of a jump. I mean... That's kind of no, no.
0: It's just it's yeah, just haven't, funny. Haven't you ever
1: that. heard of Gults Gulch, bro? <laughs> oh, God, we
2: invented comics. Uh! <laughs> 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 I didn't realize I could break you by dropping uh, Atlas shrugged reference.
0: Oh, oh my. <laughs>
1: Alright, hey, I'm let's move on from going this. to
2: abuse that power.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wes, is not a man entitled to the sweat of his brow?
2: That's not Atlas Shrugged, that's it Bioshock.
1: Is. Actually, it's yeah. both. Bioshock stole it from Atlas Shrugged.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's
0: true, yeah. Huh. That was a direct uh, Rand quote oh, that they well, used. But, uh, but come on, I, you can't, you know. I
2: always skip John Gold's speech. I said that because I can't have uh, been... I can't have... Given Rand that many props without saying something to
1: trigger the objectivist
2: listeners.
0: Isn't that like a full quarter of the book?
1: Yep. It's 77 pages, which, no, is only about like 5% of the book because the book is That's fucking hard. ridiculously big.
0: Um, well, you know, unsolicited PR advice, if you're trying to sell anarcho-capitalism, uh, don't mention Ayn Rand.
2: <laughs> yes, I am aware of this.
0: Alright, anyway, moving on. Uh, Eniash, you have a story from Italy.
1: Sure. I just I This is a short one because I don't really have much to say. I don't know what to say except for the fact that it's probably big news and so we should touch on it. Uh, two tourists were in Italy. They tried to buy some drugs. The drug deal went wrong. Uh, they ran away later and Managed to get some of their drugs. And then later, the drug dealer contacted them again and was like, Hey, give me back my drugs. I'll give you back your money. They said, okay. They went to meet him at the meetup. Instead of the drug dealer showing up, it was two undercover cops that the drug dealer was a rat for. And uh, they confronted the tourists. I don't know exactly how things went down but it ended up being a brawl which a knife was brought into and one of the tourists stabbed one of the cops to death and now they got life sentences for murdering a policeman in Italy and like the whole thing is fucked and stupid and this wouldn't have been a big deal if you could just fucking get your mind altering substances legally anyway.
2: Uh, Hang on. Sorry. uh, why, Why were they trying to Wait, why why did they...
1: Why did they try to get their cash back in exchange for the drugs they had?
2: Yeah, wasn't it... Didn't they want to buy the drugs?
1: So I'm assuming either they grabbed the wrong drugs, or they grabbed way too many drugs, and would rather have some of their cash back than like 10 pounds of whatever they had. I don't know. I don't know the details about it. It was poor decision making on everybody's part, I'm sure.
0: All right, well, I wouldn't normally cover a story like this because uh, I don't really care. <laughs> but I'm going to use this as a PSA for everybody listening. Drug dealers do not have return policies. <laughs> if your drug dealer says, sure, bring back the drugs and I'll give you back your money, they are working for the cops. Do not go. Yeah.
1: Just in general, if a drug deal goes bad, don't try to meet up with the drug dealer ever again. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. Next story uh, from David. Oh, you're going to tell us some more about Matt Gates.
2: Yeah. So there's another act that's been added to Gatesgate. Uh a friend of Gates, uh, Joel Joel Greenberg, perplexed twixt papal penance and presidential pardon, confided his crimes in communiques to General shitbag Robert's Roger Stone. Uh, Gates no. was also implicated. Um, so for
1: someone who has not followed any of this story at all in the past month, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Uh, do you know about Gatesgate Act 1, which we talked about on this podcast?
1: I heard that he's a politician in some state, and that he was having sex with a 17-year-old, which was not legal in his state, and he got in trouble for driving her to another state?
2: Yes. Uh, Basically, so, yeah. Okay. Joel Greenberg is... Um, someone who has introduced, who introduced Gates to these um, uh, women. Young ladies. Yes, young ladies. Um, and he uh, in the, towards the end of the Trump administration was freaking out about all the crimes and pedophilia he did. And so he got in touch with Roger Stone. Uh, Roger Stone, for those of you who don't know, is a right-wing conspiracy theorist and general shit-grill. Um, he is also currently in... Wait, did he get
0: pardoned? He was... I believe he got, uh, commuted.
2: Right, yeah, he got commuted. Um, so, uh, he was prosecuted for, uh, various malfeasances late in the Trump administration and... Uh, was fishing for a pardon, but got it, uh, knocked down to time served. Um, he is still a federal felon, though, which does make me happy whenever I think about it. Um, and, yeah, so Greenbird asked Stone, Hey, uh, what do I gotta do to get me one of those pardons from, uh, Johnny Boy, or Donny Boy? And Stone said, Well step one is to write a letter confessing to all your crimes. (laughs) And so he... Holy shit! And by the time he was finished doing that, Stone was in jail, and he never got to learn what step two was. And for some reason, (laughs) he did not decide to destroy this handwritten letter confessing to all the crimes he did... Uh, And then the Daily Beast got their hands on it, uh, got the handwriting confirmed by a handwriting analyst expert, which handwriting analysis is probably bullshit, but it's not that big of a stretch in this one case. Uh, And then they published this letter where Joel Greenberg confessed to all of his crimes that he did because Roger Stone told him to.
0: So PSA for our listeners: If uh, a noted supervillain it tells you to write a letter confessing to all your crimes, you should not do it.
2: Uh, should you do it if anyone tells you to write a letter confessing to all your crimes?
0: Uh, only if your lawyer does, and only in very specific circumstances. If your lawyer is Rudy Giuliani, don't do it.
1: <laughs> like, if you're already arrested in sitting in jail and having a plea bargain, that's the only possible time in your life when you would confess to any sort of crime, right?
0: Um, you would not write a letter in that case. You would, you know, plead guilty in front of a judge. Um, you may – a letter confessing to your crimes may be helpful in sentencing or it may be helpful in um, going for an expungement or at a parole hearing, that kind of thing.
1: So I want to ask something because I just now Googled Joel Green – what hit face? Greenberg because I'm curious. Does he have any crime other than um, paying for sex That's because – Okay, so I guess one of the girls was seventeen, which is legal in Colorado, but not in the state they're in, I guess. So I don't think like his only crime is paying for sex with women, which shouldn't be a crime anyway, right? Yep.
2: Okay. But but they're red but they're red tribe, so it's okay to laugh at them.
1: <laughs> ah, well, okay.
2: Same theory as um uh what's his name? Um uh the
0: other Red Tribe guy.
2: Yeah, the uh the televangelist. Oh right. Okay. Boy, oh. His wife was doing um, the pool boy while he Fult watched. Well.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> Again, like that's that's fine. People can consent to letting their wife fuck other people while they're watching them. I like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's funny when okay, the so people was kind doing of it are red tribe because
2: then they're hypocrites. Yes. Because I... they are opposed to people having sex.
0: <laughs> Especially Fallwell. Um, yes. Ga- Gates, I don't, I don't know if he's actually hypocritical about this. I don't know if he's ever uh, sponsored a law or uh, some some policy position about stopping people from having sex. Um, the problem mostly is that this was with underage girls. Uh, now, by underage, we're talking seventeen. So people have different opinions about that, but it's against the law, which is what he's in trouble for. Nope. Um, I think when we talked about this before on the show, I think we all kind of agreed that this is this is not what pedophilia is. Right. Um which is a lot what a lot of people are calling it. Um it's what one of the crimes that they're charged with is sex trafficking. Because that's apparently sex trafficking when you take a seventeen year old across state lines to have sex with them. Uh, which we had some feelings about. Hmm. Um but also I don't feel bad for this guy at all, because he sounds like a total, like, shithead.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I figure someone this stupid is going to end up in prison sooner or
1: later, so... Mm -hmm.
0: So why not go out in a blaze of glory?
1: Seriously, But I don't know, if he could write a letter confessing to using a lot of LSD or something, would we still be laughing at him?
2: Yes, because don't write letters confessing to crimes!
1: (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, that part's... All right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny no matter who does it, but especially if a total shithead does it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and David, you have another story for us about uh, our president and his policy positions.
2: Uh, yeah, so Biden put out a, a letter uh, announcing his policy for how he's going to crack down on ghost guns, which are um, guns that are usually made and or finished at home and which don't have the usual serial number stuff and it's awful um it's basically just like uh uh it's like makes it illegal to have what's called an 80% receiver uh well can you have them? I know you can't sell them it would just make it illegal to sell, which is alright, I guess. Um, but, uh, it also means that uh, a lot of the restrictions on guns also apply to ghost guns, which means, like, you can't get them through the mail because fuck people who live far
1: away from a retailer, am I right? Um, right, Alright, hold on. You've been kind of, um, Unclear about this whole thing. I feel sort of like I'm looking at a ghost. What What are you? What is this ghost gun thing? Can you give us in slightly more concrete terms what he's saying? You can't do. Okay, so you know how like you can
2: buy a meal, or you can subscribe to like Blue Apron, which will ship you a bunch of ingredients, and then you cook the meal yourself. Yes. A ghost gun is the Blue Apron of guns. Uh, it's basically someone ships you a bunch of parts that have never been assembled into a gun, and then you assemble them into a gun. It also applies to guns that, like, you make entirely yourself out of raw materials if you are a, uh, gunsmith, uh, as my uncle is, um, but that's generally what people mean.
0: Aren't people mostly, aren't people mostly 3D printing them?
2: Uh, so there are a lot of people selling what are called, uh, 80% receivers, which are basically the bits of the guns that are hard to 3D print, and then you can just 3D print the rest, and that's even less restricted, uh, because, or was even less restricted, because you can't even turn those into a gun, in principle, unless you have a 3D printer um but those are also covered under this um uh rule and this would do basically this does basically nothing to uh address any sort of violent crime because ghost guns so defined are very rarely used to commit violent crimes it would just give a fuckload of power to the atf which is awful
1: so I agree wouldn't do anything for crimes for the most part, but um, like, what, what, from what I understand, these are basically making guns that are shipped to people in parts be regulated the same way as guns that are shipped to people already assembled, right? More or less, yeah. I mean, if we, I mean, we should have conversations about what guns should be restricted and shouldn't, because that seems to be a whole stupid cake of its own. But if we are already restricting some guns, then shouldn't we also restrict basically those same guns that just haven't been screwed together yet? Isn't Uh, that the purpose of the law? No,
2: because if a law
1: is stupid and violates your rights,
2: then you should be able to get around it however you can.
1: I'm, okay.
0: So. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Eniash on this one. I mean,
1: the, that's the, the problem it, is the, the regulation restriction law in the first place. Yes.
0: Yeah treating it, treating ghost guns like other guns seems le- entirely okay, reasonable. Okay. So the, so
2: let me let me use this as an intuition pump. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it better for a polity to have a medical marijuana law or a, a full ban?
1: Uh, again, I think the the problem is the. Ban on marijuana in the first place. Yeah, but, and if you yeah, go- if you have res- it, if you have as, allowances as an, for
2: medical as an incremental step, like would you rather have medical marijuana as an incremental step, or would you rather just like, I, I mean, so let's say that legalization is not on the in the cards for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a straight ban or medical marijuana allowed?
1: So Colorado had medical marijuana allowed for many years before we went full uh, decriminalization, and basically, exactly. and basically, and- the medical marijuana laws were just. You can now smoke recreational marijuana as long as you get what doctor to wink at you. Like everybody knew this was in effect decriminalizing marijuana, and you just couldn't make 7-Elevens for it yet because government hates small business or something. I don't know. Like it, 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 it was in effect decriminalization medical uh, decriminalization of marijuana in Colorado as soon as the medical law passed. So yeah, like, so it,
2: medical the... marijuana is taking a rule that's stupid. Mm -hmm. And, like, giving people a wink and a nudge saying it's really okay. That's basically what Ghost Gun Loopholes did.
1: Right. But that's the whole point. Like, people who... Didn't want marijuana to be uh, legal. Pointed out that medical marijuana was just a way of making it legal under you know under the guise of upholding the law, and they were right. And likewise, people who say ghost guns are just a way of letting people have these guns while uh, you know pretending that there's still restrictions on guns are also right. And the question at this point isn't you know should we allow people to have the loopholes or not. It's like should we have that regulation in the first place?
0: I um. I don't, I don't really want to let people get guns without background oh, that's checks. that's because you're a communist. Or, or without serial <laughs> numbers. That's I because mean, you're a
2: communist who hates America. <laughs>
0: uh, it's actually because I do uh, restraining order cases sometimes. Ooh. And uh, a lot of, uh, uh, one of the main penalties you get when you get a restraining order against you is you can't own a gun. And uh, I think that's good that people who commit domestic violence probably shouldn't own guns uh but you know I'm 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 kind of against loopholes around that
1: I'm just against loopholes in general because I wish people would fucking come down on one side or the other as opposed to making laws and then not enforcing them except for when they want to go after someone specifically
0: oh no not me I'm very pro loophole yes.
1: just get rid of the fucking law instead of making a yeah loophole. that would be
0: well, yeah but then you're just making the, the best the enemy of the good I mean, look, we we all agree that a stupid law, if it's stupid, shouldn't be a law. But, you know, if you can get around it, that's better than it actually being enforced. Yeah,
1: but then you can just put loopholes in for every law, like with the ghost gun thing. Okay, sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if
2: we, like, nominally have a government, but it doesn't do anything and can't collect taxes or anything, then I'm A-okay with that.
1: That's just LARPing. Yes! (laughs)
2: If we just, like, took the, uh, the 500, uh, most boring and egotistical people, let them LARP like they were in charge of everything in Washington, D.C., and then the rest of us were just allowed to get on with our lives, that sounds pretty dang great!
1: Yeah, but then if 51% of the rest of us want to restrict guns, you're back at the square one because now people are making sure. laws against guns again, and the LARPers because aren't involved. 51%
2: but... of people not liking things does it isn't grounds for banning that thing. <laughs> you you say that like that. You say that like that's an argument against the thing
1: I'm arguing for, and not the entire point. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that you will then have the law again, even though you don't think 51% of people should impose their will, because they will.
0: I feel like you two are talking about two different things. Okay. David's saying, fine, let's have the laws, but, you know, let's uh, have the government unable to enforce them. So even if 51% of people want to pass a law, and they do, then that still doesn't actually affect anybody.
1: I... Yes, I agree. That is what he is saying.
0: Yes. Um,
1: I'm saying the 51% will find a way eventually if they want the law bad enough.
0: Maybe. <laughs> uh, sometimes it takes, you know, more like 60%. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, we've gotten a bit far afield from the news, yes. which is which is what we do Sorry. here, apparently. Um, we have we have one more story. One more uh, before we get to the good news. Um David, was this you, or was this you in the That
1: was not me, because uh, I put my initials
2: on things.
0: So, uh uh-huh, All right. So Except for I happy was, news,
2: because I'm the only so one who does that. So I was the one who put it in the outline, um, but I kind of don't want to talk about it. But I guess I can. All right.
0: Well, never mind then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. No, I'll I'll talk about it. So uh, the CD- <laughs> okay. so so the CDC put out a uh, study saying that um. Uh, U.S. population is officially below replacement now, uh, which basically means that um, people on average have fewer than two kids, and this is not great because people are good, and the more people we have, the better things are, generally speaking. Uh, We could ameliorate this by opening the damn borders already, but also people should probably have more kids than they currently do.
1: Isn't this basically just a reflection of immigration statistics? Because I believe the U.S. like um, citizen population whatever has been uh, below replacement levels for quite a while, and we've just been supplementing that with immigration numbers. And so this is more a reflection of immigration having decreased the last year.
0: Uh, that, that's very plausible since immigration has basically been zero for the past yeah. year. Well, well, let's just start up the immigration again, and uh, then we won't need to worry about this. Heck yeah. Uh, cause I need those, uh, you know, I need those kids to pay for my social security.
2: I would not bet on that.
0: <laughs> right?
2: If you're listening to this and you're counting on actual, actually getting social security, uh, get in touch with me. We need to do some financial planning.
1: Are you assuming <laughs> the age of our listeners, David? What if there's people on social security right now listening to this?
2: Uh, then they're fine. Because they'll get grandfathered in when it goes bankrupt. It's the oh, people right. who aren't currently connected collecting who are going to be boned. I accept your apology. What an apology? Right. I was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that brings us to happy news. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Iniaj, I know you're the only one who ever comes up with any happy news so uh tell us what what should we be happy about this oh, week shit.
1: there's a third one that got added so i wasn't the only one this week anyways uh the first thing is CRISPR. CRISPR is being used to treat a certain type of blindness in adult humans right now they're sticking it into people's eyeballs and squirting the virus in there so it can chop up their retinas and make them better um It is still in trial, we don't have results yet, but uh, they're actually doing a thing with CRISPR on adult humans, which is, you know, a big step forward for our country. It is supposedly the first time this has been used in postnatal humans, since we all already know about the uh, guy in China who did it on on, uh, the embryos that later were given birth to. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that this has actually been done somewhere else off the books in other countries, maybe even this one. But uh, this is the first official recording of uh, it being done. So that is, that is fucking fantastic. We're finally using this tool All that right. we discovered years ago to make people better.
0: Yeah, I hope it works. Yeah.
1: And in other news, also CRISPR-related, uh, CRISPR has now been extended to edit the epigenome, um, which is basically the, the things that... Um, govern how your genes actually express themselves because it's not just your genes it's also various environmental factors that can make them turn on and off. Anyways this is a thing that allows CRISPR to methylate I guess is the term Um, the DNA adding certain chemical tags uh, to turn parts of DNA on or off. Uh, The big selling point here is that uh, people are saying it allows uh, people to change how your genes express without actually editing your genes. Um, I don't see how adding a methyl group isn't i mean i guess it's not editing your genes and that you won't pass that on to your children but it very much feels like gene hack work to me so the main upside of this in my opinion is that it gets around the bad pr of Ooh playing dr frankenstein by editing genes and uh letting us fuck around with fixing people in ways that don't make other people get their panties in a bunch so
0: woohoo! yeah i mean that does seem legitimately less dangerous if it's non-heritable.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't ever going to heritable my genes anyway, so. All
0: right. Well, you know, it's not entirely about Isn't you. it though? <laughs> I mean, not the whole world isn't this show.
1: Oh, okay. I, I guess All yeah, right. Fine. Fine. They have well,
0: a point. You know, but that's well, that's very cool. Yeah. Um I am I am I'm am very pro gene editing mm-hmm. uh in in either way you do it. Uh, And it's cool that we figured this out. So hopefully it gives some people a bit more control over their bodies. Hell yeah. All right. And David, you have an exciting announcement.
2: Yeah. So uh, there is a type of tape called uh, nanotape uh, that is... That's
0: not what it's called. Call it the real thing.
2: Uh, Well, it's also called gecko tape because it uses the same... A uh, form of sticking to stuffness that geckos do, uh, and it's super cool, like, you
0: c- In the science biz, we call that adhesion. Yes,
2: uh, so, like, it does not leave residue on stuff, um, you can, like, wash it underwater with soap, and it'll get its stickiness back, uh, and also, like, I have a roll that I bought, because it's, like, ten bucks- and I'm holding it right now, and it's, like, really gooey and fun-feeling. Um,
1: so, yeah, it's cool. It's science. It's the future. It's fucking science that's awesome that's fucking ten bucks or less. This is amazing.
0: It uses carbon nanotubes. Yeah! This is
1: literally the stuff that Harry Potter put on his gloves when they were scaling the walls in Methods of Rationality.
0: Um, I just clicked the link that... David has put on our outline that we will put in the show notes, and you can buy a roll for four dollars and ninety eight cents. So I just bought one. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I uh, I suggest our subscribers or our, our listeners all get one too because it's fun and you can play with it. And also, it probably has useful things you can do with it too. But yes, also play
2: with it. I'm going to use one to stick a whiteboard on the side of my desktop because that seems like a useful thing to have.
0: All right. And that takes us to troop deployments. As we all know, politics is the mind killer, and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield every episode. And we'll start with David.
2: So, uh, in case you didn't notice, there's a new party in charge of the federal government. And that means a change in policy for the alphabet agencies. Your FB's I, your CI's A, your AT's F, and so on. In particular, their recruiting ads have taken a turn for the super woke. They have, you can like, go on to the CIA's YouTube channel, because that's a thing that exists, and see their recruiting ads talking about how, like, I'm a woman, and I work for the CIA, and I'm an immigrant, and I work for the CIA, and and It's you so can... much worse
0: than that. Yeah. yeah those it... seem
2: fairly non-offensive. So... Uh... I, I'm abbreviating because I don't want to throw up all over my keyboard, but, like, it goes on for, like, three minutes, and it's just pure, woke identity politics pandering for the fucking CIA. <laughs> like, it, it, it's wow. literally the more female drone pilots joke, and it goes on and on and on. Or you can, like, go to the ATF's Facebook page and they have, like, a National Women's Month post which doesn't mention any of the women, some of them pregnant, that they burned alive at Waco. So Odd
0: that they wouldn't mention that. Yeah,
2: I know, right? So, yeah, this is, like... Whatever the wokeism equivalent of late capitalism is, and I hate it. And, uh, and yeah,
0: can we just call it late wokeism? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, you should watch some of these videos though, they are hilarious, or
2: even better, watch Shoe on Head's video making fun of them because it is also hilarious. (laughs) Can you link us one or two? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to link you to the shoe on head video because, and this is the worst part, the CIA's YouTube channel is monetized, (laughs) so don't watch it unless you have an blocker up, because you give these fuckers enough money already. Oh,
1: that's crazy.
0: Oh, fun. Okay, thank you, David. Uh, Eniash. You have a very special troop deployment for us.
1: I do. This troop deployment is all about us. We are a little bit more than a year old at this point. We missed our actual anniversary, which was March 31st. So uh, a month and a week ago, we or a month and two weeks ago now, we uh, turned one year old. So, uh, yeah, happy anniversary to you guys, and we rock.
0: Woo! Hooray for us. All right. Uh, my troop deployment is a a plea to say, let's please not Harrison Bergeron the math curriculum.
1: Ooh, can you tell the folks at home who Harrison Bergeron is?
0: Harrison Bergeron is a short story by Kurt Vonnegut, which is uh, about a society that attempts to make everyone equal by handicapping everyone who's good at anything. Um, They... Have people drag uh, bags of birdshot around so they're slower and weaker. They play loud noises in people's ears every time they try to think too hard.
1: It is a very short story, like three, four pages, and it is funny because Kurt Vonnegut has very funny, sarcastic, incisive humor.
0: Yeah, but it's it stands for the idea of making everyone equal by holding everyone back equally. Uh, so last week, the California Department of Education released a draft framework for math education accelerating the trend in education towards prioritizing equity over actual learning. Equity, of course, is the new woke social justice word for equality. I'm not sure what was wrong with the old one, but I bet it was somehow racist. Anyway, California's framework inspired a strong condemnation from fan favorite Robbie Suave of Reason Magazine, which we'll link to in the show notes. Now, I disagree with Suave on a few points, mostly having to do with the fact that I think math education could use an update. A lot of the California framework is focused on making it clear that math is relevant to kids, which is really important. If math can be presented in a way that gets kids interested and engaged, that's a win for everyone. Now, of course, it's larded up with lots of social justice language and a focus on equity, so in practice it will probably be terrible, but that's nothing new for education. As our regular listeners know, school in general is terrible, and kids should not be forced to go to it. Uh, But unfortunately, one of the main recommendations of the framework is to get rid of all accelerated math learning for gifted kids under 12. Instead, everyone needs to be forced to learn at the paces of the slowest learners. They cite a study claiming that all students benefit under that approach, but sadly, the study has a few glaring flaws. Most notably, that what actually happened in the study was that a math workshop was added to the curriculum that allowed students to get personalized math help. The fact that kids did better with individualized attention is now being used to claim that gifted kids do better without accelerated learning. The framework says, and I quote, we reject ideas of natural gifts and talents. Well, guess what? Natural gifts and talents exist whether you accept them or not. Some kids are naturally better at math than others, and those kids would be bored to tears in regular math classes. This kind of approach virtually guarantees That these kids will grow up hating math because they'll associate it with being bored and being forced to do pointless exercises that they don't need. Let kids learn at their own pace. This obsessive focus on treating everyone the same ignores the fact that not everyone is the same. Different approaches work for different students. And for students capable of learning faster, they should be allowed to. Let's not make school even worse than it already is. Alright, that's our show. (laughs) That's our show for this week. Uh, please leave us reviews wherever you're listening Uh, remember to follow us we're on all the things Um, subscribe to our Patreon you can come uh, you get our our episodes a bit early and you can come chat with us on our exclusive subscriber only Discord channel and come back in two weeks same rat time same rat channel Bye. bye